What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic Betting Show. We are the Tour Junkies. We're going to break down the outright betting boards, some top 20s. We're going to have a little fun. And it's all presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at covers.com. And people have been going there to win for like 25 years now. Okay, 20 million sports bettors annually hop over to covers.com and check out all the amazing content. Like 98% of it is free. And uh, there's a great forum over there. Our weekly Tuesday article is up there exclusively on covers, and it's free, where we dish out a couple of our favorite head-to-head matchups, some top 20s, maybe a prop bet here and there. So head over to covers.com to do all your sports betting research for any sport, not just golf. they got a lot of other good stuff, too. And, Pat, as we know, football season is approaching, which means everyone will be forgetting about us, Um, which I guess, you know, it is what it is. How you doing, buddy? What's the podcast juice tonight? little beer um southbound brewery just like i had last week um it's pretty good you know sam producer sam for some reason i guess the color of it i don't know made him mm-hmm. he thought that i just poured a gigantic pint of uh whiskey mm. which is not the case even though i wanted to after having to change a tire this evening Ooh. for anybody that thinks i can't change a tire okay i changed the tire all right in one hour, you can. In one hour, you can. Yeah, it did take me an hour. Oh, yeah, a pint of whiskey. You could do a, suck down a pint of whiskey on the bet wheel. Is that an option? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we would we could possibly uh, do we need have alcohol poisoning. Standing? Do we need a doctor standing by? <laughs> I'm not sure we need to do that, Sam. That's a terrible idea. Um, what what is what is Kissler talking about in the chat? What what is Kissler talking about? Appearing different. What what is? He said better. They said different. Better. And then he said better. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Um, well, we could have been doing a celebratory whiskey had uh, Emiliano Grillo closed the door. But, you know, 65 to 1, had him on your, your betting card. Uh, neither one of us were going to bet. You know, if you, if you won betting, you know, 11 to 1 Tony Finau, congratulations. Like, I don't, I would rather not, I would rather lose all my money than win betting 11 to 1 Tony Finau. And I'm talking to you, producer Sam. I'm talking to you. you. You would feel better about yourself having never won that bet, I promise you. So I'm glad we weren't there. I'm glad we weren't on it. Sam just said he uh, bet yeah. 6 to 1. To, that's egregious. That is, that's terrible. Well, you must have a yeah, massive just, bankroll, Sam. Just when you thought, though, that Gorilla was going to like have the, the meltdown of the day, <laughs> like Piercy. Of course, nobody was on Piercy anyway. Piercy. But good God. Did, that uh, was a meltdown. Now, if we want to go back to the Open Championship conversation and talk about if you think Rory, quote-unquote, choked, where he showed no nerves at all, that ch- showed any kind of choking, by the way. If you want to go You to got hammered week, for that take on Twitter, by the way. Scott Piercy choked. He choked. That was a choke. Yeah. Rory did not choke. Piercy hadn't, Pierce. Piercy hadn't been there in a minute. Like, it, it was... He was he was outside of his own body for the first three rounds. Maybe for the first... I mean, actually, didn't he play really well on Sunday, the first, like, nine holes, and then it was the back nine where everything just collapsed? He had a four-shot lead. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I kind of saw it coming with Piercy. I just thought it was finally going to be Grillo because Grillo's been playing really well, and I thought he was going to finally really close the door. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, 
you know, I guess I guess we can say uh, on the horizon is an interview with Tom Hoagie, and I talked to Hoagie today. Hoagie could have won that thing. He talked about, I mean, think about back to Thursday, that putt that Hoagie had a four-foot birdie putt on 18. He was playing in uh, Hideki's group, and Hideki hit three in the water. Sungjae hit one in the water. He was in that group as well. And then Tom had that four-footer that ended up 12 feet by the hole. He said it was all like, he said 18 was super gusty. It was really, they, they were getting bad gust winds on Thursday. And it ate some guys up. So he had that happen to him. Then he had possibly the worst lie in a bunker anyone has ever seen on Sunday. And, you, and he, said, he said, dude, that, that bunker shot was a foot from being a, a 10-foot birdie look. And, or eagle look, maybe. And, and he ends up like having to chop out of there. I think, I think it hit him at one point. It was awful. And I mean, that's like three or four shots right there. He would have been up there in it. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, but that's it. That's the duct tape classic or open or whatever that thing was, whatever yeah. that's called. And now we're back to the Rocket. We're at the Rocket Mortgage, the site of our my Cam Davis hit at 160 to 1 just last year. And look how far we've come. He's like 35 to 1 now. We'll get to his name here in a minute. Um, but it's the Detroit Golf Club. So if you, if you want to know any more about Detroit Golf Club, I've done a course breakdown. It's on the podcast feed. It's on the YouTube channel. Everything you need to know. Nothing you don't in about 14 minutes. Done all the research for you. Donald Ross designed with a renovation three years ago. Cam Davis, Bryson DeChambeau, and Nate Lashley have won this thing. It's going to be a birdie fest, set up to be a birdie fest. Um, but, you know, Pat, it, it seems like it's one of those courses where any type of player can do well here. You, you see that. You read that in the player quotes. You see that in terms of who's finished top 10 here. Distance, as always, an advantage, but not a requirement really here either. Um, just like similar to last week, I guess. Um, but I do think this is more of a putting contest than the 3M Open is because, I mean, the 3M, you at least had to keep it out of the water, right? Like you had to hit it well enough to stay out of the, you know, the 14 holes where water hazards were in play. Whereas here at Detroit Golf Club, you really don't have water in play, I think, at all. Maybe one hole. And, and it's one of the highest greens and regulation percentages of any golf course on the PGA Tour. So then it comes down to who can make putts. So uh, with that being said, let's get into the top of the betting board, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Patrick Cantlay as your favorite. Is that an upside-down eight? Why does that eight look weird to me? Is that, is that just me? Pat, do you need to take a phone call while we're here? You good? Sorry. Would you Sorry, like to silence that, or you, what are you doing? <laughs> we're good. Um, all right. Cantlay at eight to one. Willie Z at twelve to one. Finau Homa at fourteen to one. That's not that's not one dude. That's two dudes. Finau and Homa. My bad. Not Finau Homa. Who knows? That could be an up and comer. Cam Young. Look at Pat distracted. Is all get out now. Maverick McNeely yeah, and Adam Scott are the top range. What are you doing here, Mister Perry? Well, I'll say this: I'm not going Cantlay at eight to one. I don't like that. Um, there's a few Shocker. things that. There's a few things that I like here um, that I'll go with. Um, and I do think there's some that you should take up here. I, I think, you know, I know we t- like to take some of the longer shots, but I do like Willie Z. Um, now, I saw him at 16 to 1 on BetMGM, and that's where I think you can play him. Um, at 16 to 1, I like that number. Not sure I really like it at 12 to 1 on DK, but if you can get around 16 to 1, I think you play that. Um, I also like Cam Young. Hold on, can 20... we talk about Willie Z? Yeah. What, so talk to me through that because you know a couple a couple weeks ago we said we don't like Willie Z in a birdie fest. We like Willie Z, you know, tougher golf courses where you don't have to make as many putts. 
par is your friend. Um, and this, this is, you know, this shakes out to be a birdie fest. 25 unders one here, 21 under, I think 18 under last year or something. Um, t- talk to me about Willie Z. Well, I don't, I don't know um, the circumstances that I mentioned that. Um, maybe I didn't like him as much on that course or whatever it was, but I'll just say this. If, if you're looking at some of the stats I like this week, which are ball striking approach, you can look at off the tee. You can look at opportunities gained, which is a birdie stat. Birdie or better percentage and par five scoring. He's top ten in every single one of them. He's top ten in ball striking. Yeah. Eight All the ball approach. striking stats, he's going to check that box. Third and off the tee. Second ops gained. Third and birdie or better percentage. And he's tenth in par five scoring. So if this is a scoring best, which we just said, what part of that doesn't make him look attractive to you? Exactly what I just said. What? <laughs> well, you're, well, I'm confused. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. I just said I liked him at sixteen to one, and you just said, "What? What's going on here?" No, what, we. we I'm just I, saying. Am I in the wrong? Am I in the? <laughs> I'm saying. I, no I don't wrong? like Will Z. I don't like Willie Z having to make a bunch of putts to like keep up and, and hit twenty under. Wait, like, we're talking about birdies. I don't care about putts. Maybe, yeah, maybe. A, a lot of times you have to make putts to make birdies. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to keep. Maybe he's on the par fives. He's, you know, tapping in for birdie from two yeah, inches. I, he better. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just going to keep riding that, that narrative because it has played pretty well. I think the last time we really saw Willie Z crush it in a birdie fest was probably the Farmers back in January. His, his other top tens, the Masters, the PGA, Memorial, U.S. Open, those are his, those are his top tens. So I, I just I feel like that is a real thing with him, that he doesn't have to be as sharp with the putter in a birdie competition, or I mean, in, in, a, in a tougher golf course where par is your friend. And, and, you know, there's a few birdie holes that he can take advantage of, but other than that, like, he, he's not expected to make every 12 and 15 footer that he's going to see for birdie to keep up with a 21 under total. That's all I'm saying. We can move on from Willie Z now. Okay. All right. You like Cam Young, too. I do like Cam Young. Now, we know he can score, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he obviously does. Um, I think 20 to 1 is the best number I've seen for him, and um, I think you take that. I mean, this is another guy like Willie Z. He's just bound to win at some point. He's just always up there. Um, so I do like Cam Young. I'm tempted to take Max Homa as well at 25 to 1 is the best number I've seen him on BetMGM. Um, so those are my three favorites here if we're talking uh in the, the shorter shorter odds home is the one for me you said it right there at the end um i i love the max home of value here and you said 25 to 1 on mgm that's that's your best number that you can grab right now i mean i, I think that could shorten a little bit before the you know the time they tee off just because of the value there with max he's checking a lot of boxes and the putter you know he checks all the ball striking boxes but also the you know from a putting standpoint very solid there uh, T25 here last year, 42nd place finish in 2019. I don't think history matters that much at this golf course, at least so far it hasn't really mattered. Um, but, I mean, Max is playing great. Obviously, we did pick him to be the chalk bomb at the Open, but those were different scenarios. That was in Scotland. That was playing with Tiger. You know, $7,900 chalk. Very different here. Um, that was DFS. But I think 25-1 to 1 home is the play. And my stay away was Willie Z. So a little disagreement right up at the top. Love okay. that. All right. Mine was Cantlay, but that's. Yeah. Obvious. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right, cool. Let's get down to the next tier. Before we do that, we'd like to uh, thank our friends at Front Nine Coffee. Frontninecoffee.com, where you can go to get that lovely fla- that's those new flavors that just dropped. In fact, let's uh, why don't we roll a quick uh, quick commercial here for Front Nine? That early morning tea time is coming, so instead of hitting the snooze button, let me show you how to revolutionize your day with Front Nine Coffee. Because I know you don't want to watch a three-minute video. We preheated the water, got out all the equipment, pre-soaked the filter. I just didn't grind the coffee. Everybody needs a good caddy. The most important part of the perfect cup of coffee is the pour. Making sure you have the right amount of water is essential to the perfect cup of coffee. Remember, you're not pouring water over coffee beans. You're pouring water over the beans of life. Just remember to do it in small, tight circles. Congratulations. Now that the brewing process is over, you have yourself the perfect cup of coffee. What makes it perfect, you ask? Not the process, the beans. It's nice having a good caddy. Yeah. Bravo, Pat. I can't get enough of watching that video. You know, uh, the, the, the coffee caddy is a great deal for you. You're, you're, yeah. you're great at it. And those beans are delightful. They are delightful beans for sure. Delicious beans. Coffee for golfers. Company started right here in Augusta, Georgia. Small business. Support them at frontninecoffee.com and get 10% off your order using promo code TJ10. Taste that delicious coffee. I've got my flavor up there. Pat's got his flavor up there. We've, we, we designed those flavors ourselves. We're on the packaging. It's beautiful. You can have a little piece of us. You can drink a little bit of us every morning uh, mm. you know, when you're having your coffee. Sounds so delicious. Or in the evenings when you're making a coffee cocktail. You want to stay up, pull up a little, you know, pull a little late one, and you'd put it in a, you know, some sort of a coffee uh, adult beverage. I love those, too. And those will be flowing at our uh, event in September at the TJ Live Golf Event in Pennsylvania. Can't wait for that. But, or a morning one. Or a morning one. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> Get, give some support to Frontninecoffee.com, please. Check them out. Promo code TJ10. Support a small business here in Augusta that is supporting us. All right, let's move on to the next range here, Pat. Kind of this mid-tier. This is a, this is a hot spot, as it, as it usually is, um, I would say. Uh, you got Denny McCarthy in there. Kevin Kisner's probably got, I think he's gained more strokes at this golf course over the last three years than any other player in the field. Davis Riley pissed off a lot of people last week. Sahith also pissed off a lot of people last week at 40 to 1. Uh, Siwoo's up in here. Mark Hubbard, Scott Stallings, Tom Kim, Jung Young Kim. Ju Young Kim is here on his uh, special temporary membership. Amish Troy's in this range. Cam Champ, who uh, he actually played pretty good last week. You're in the Nut Hut. We talked about him a lot on Wednesday night. By the way, the people are raving about the Wednesday night live chat. If you were in, the Wednesday night live chat on the, in the Nut Hut. Drop a comment. You know, tell the people what they're missing. Okay, do that, please. Hit the like button while you're there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, and I was actually going to ask because I, I I discussed this with a, a PGA Tour player that we interviewed. The YouTube comment for the night, Pat. Uh, I was going to say, give me your best college or NFL football future bet. Best futures bet. I talked about this with a tour pro who's big into football gambling. Just today, and we, we went and looked at some Big 12 and SEC over-under win totals, Pat, and did a little, we put some bets together. So I'm curious to know other people's bets. Um, so drop those in the comments, if you will. All right, so in that range, Pat, that mid-tier spot, I mean, there's a lot of names in here. It's tough to narrow down, really tough to narrow down. I think the first one that jumps out to me and is going to kind of bite me is, uh, is I, I'm, I'm back in 
back in, Pat. I left for a couple weeks. I went on a brief vacation, but I'm back on Maverick McNeely Island. Mm, yes, and good. I am, I am in. Yeah, he he needs me. I mean, there's you know, there's a little bit of poa in these greens. Like that's got to get him feeling a little, you know, a little bit like the West Coast dude that he is, the West Coast bro that he is. Didn't play awesome at the 3M Open, but uh, Mav, you know, Mav's still uh, still clicking. I'm still I'm still clicking the name. I wish the irons would get a little tighter. He's a really solid putter. He's got the off the tee game as well. Yeah, kind of that off the tee and and wedge play and putter is really what you want. The wedge play is going to be the issue, obviously, for him. But at 42 to one on FanDuel, uh, Mav McNeely is interesting to me. Uh, I mean, Chris Kirk, another guy at 42 to one that I really, really like. I just think, like as a whole, when you look at Chris Kirk's game, and he's played here twice, finished 21st and 12th last year. When you look at Chris Kirk's game as a whole, like it, it's very, very solid across the board, and I think he could do extremely well here. He is gaining strokes many, many places. And I mean, the dude's got a bunch of top tens this year. Uh, the Scottish and the Open Championship, whatever. Like again, very different golf courses, conditions. But you know, seventh at the RBC Canadian before that, played well at the PGA. Um, Arnold Palmer, API, Phoenix. Like the guy's just been solid all year, especially from the ball striking standpoint. And we know that long term, he's a pretty decent putter. He's not incredible, but he's a decent putter. I like the value with Kirk at forty-two to one. I'd love Scott Stallings at 60 to 1. He's one of my favorites. He's played here all three years, improved um, every single time he's played here. Last year finished 25th, I think. Coming off a fourth at the Deer, an eighth at the Travelers, and a fourth at the Schwab in his last five events. Like two missed cuts other than that. Like, and he's been, but he's he's been pretty, he's been pretty boomer bust. I think Scott Stallings is itching to win. Like he 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 almost ran down JT Poston at the Deer. I was torn because like. I love Scott. He's been good to us. He's been on the podcast. His caddy, John Yarbrough, has been really good to us. Um, he's, we talked to John like a couple times a month, and I was torn because obviously like Poston and Fleener were there too, and those, those, those two were kind of battling it out, Grillo as well. But I was kind of torn. I, I was a little gutted for Yarbrough and, and Scott Stallings at the deer. But I, I think he is itching to, to close the door. And 60-1, to 1, Scott Stallings, I think that's on, I think that's on FanDuel too. Um, I'll stop there, and I, I might I might give you a couple others, but I'll let you kind of fill in. Tell me who you like. All right, well, I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you who we agree on. One is Stallings. I'm with you there, and Chris Kirk. Uh, like both those guys, so I had them written down. Um, you know, I hate to do this, but I feel like we need to go back to Brendan Steele, DB. I know he burned everybody. He burned so many people last week. It, he's at seventy to one on DK. You just know that he is going to like come out and win and just piss a bunch of people off this week after he played so poorly last week when everybody was on. Can I tell but, you, I have, I have, okay, obviously full-time DB. I got, I got more time on my hands than you. I have toiled with Brendan Steele today. Like the amount what of. What do you mean toiled? Like you did a lot of research into just him? And then a lot of just thinking. The, the amount mm-hmm. of thought, the amount of times. Bryn Steele has run through the space between my ears today is embarrassing. But here's, here's mm. where I've landed. In DFS, I will be tempted. Betting, I'm completely out. And the only reason why is back-to-back tournaments separated. Back-to-back tournaments. 
I guess he played the Barracuda or the, or the Barbasol. No, he didn't play the Barbasol. Did he play the Barracuda? I don't remember. In back-to-back tournaments, though, the Travelers in the 3M Open, this fool lost 12.3 strokes putting. 12 strokes putting in two events. You know, one time from even Brendan Steele, is, who's terrible. Like, if putting, he's always terrible at putting. One time, I'm like, eh, okay, that's a Brendan Steele putting, like, anomaly. Like, it just happens. That, that's, the, that's the really far end of the how, how crappy is Brendan Steele as a putter spectrum. But two times, very close to each other, is very scary to me. Like, does he have the yips? Because if, if you, like, if you do that two tournaments in a row, like, back-to-back, maybe just something was going on. But, like, if you do that and then you go away for a couple weeks and, you know, you see the wife, maybe you see a therapist, you know, maybe you go and get some, you know, you, get a, you might get a little, you know, you might get a little nookie or something, or maybe you go and uh, you, you, you smoke some cannabis and you mellow out or you get a new, sw- you, you, I don't know what you do, but you go and get refreshed and rejuvenated. Mm. And then you come back and you still do it? Like, all I can think about is the yips that you have with the short putter. And it, it worries me. 12.3 strokes in two weeks, Pat. Doesn't that concern you? I mean, yeah, it certainly concerns me a little bit, but I don't know if I'm going yip territory with him yet. God, it's scary, though. Ugh. We always know that the, the putter can, can turn on at any moment, and uh, Brendan Steele certainly checks a lot of boxes for this course, too, just like he did last week. Um, so at that 70-to-1 number, I, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. He didn't play Barbasol, DB. He played... Or Barracuda. He didn't play any of the Bs. He played the Travelers. So for two events, a month apart, he came back and lost six strokes again. That's what I'm saying. You take a month off. The Travelers, he was top 25, and he still lost strokes. Yeah, he lost 6.2. Hey, picks up strokes. He's winning the tournament. I know. (laughs) I know. But I just it's just the the one-month hiatus. It's just like, what were you doing in the one month? And then, uh, all right. and then you couldn't fix it. Well, we'll see. I just, I don't know. I think seventy to one is a pretty good number for him. Si Wu, by the way, fifty-five to one. Si Wu's an aggressive player. Played well at the Open Championship with the top fifteen. He's just aggressive in general. He's an aggressive yeah. human. Fifty-five to one on BetMGM. I think Si Wu's in play this week. I think this is a Si Wu week. He doesn't have the greatest history here. I, I get that. Um, but Siwoo is one of those players that you, you just kind of have a – you have to feel. You got to feel Siwoo. Oh, I feel him. Down, down into whatever – wherever you want to feel him. Yeah. You got to feel Siwoo, and, and I feel Siwoo this week at 55 to 1. So, um, yeah. Other than that, my other two that I wrote down were, were the same that uh, you've got. So, uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't mention Denny McCarthy. Denny McCarthy's at 42 to 1. He pops for me. Obviously, putting contest. It's hard not to like. It's hard not to like Denny McCarthy. Um, the other one was Amish Troy at sixty-six mm-hmm. to one. I mean, I really like this range. Um, I really like the Amish Troy. The Amish Troy range. Um, he's he played great here. He led here for a while. Had a good finish here last year. And Pat Pat feeling Siwoo down. Yes, down in his plums. I'm gonna take my. I tell you what, Lunkers for Lucas is big into Ricky this week. <laughs> Lunkers, for- Lunkers, we're gonna we're gonna get to Ricky maybe. We're we're not in that range yet, okay? Because he's not this short, right? 
And I'm not talking about his height. I'm talking about his odds. All right. So just just stand by. Oh, Ricky talk. Has Wes Bearden made an appearance back in the chat just to troll Pat on his uh on his Siwoo Siwoo thing? And also, <laughs> you misspelled week. Is that supposed to be W E E K? Anyway, we're getting distracted by the chat. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at Merritt. I'm looking at McCarthy. This is a really hot range for me. This, this range is popping. I, I like it. I like some of these like precision players getting hot with the putter in here. I'm surprised you didn't mention Mark Hubbard at 60 to 1. I mean, this, this field is a little stronger than last week, so I don't yeah. think we can dog on the field that much, but you know, it Kiz does. At 40, Kiz at 40 to 1. Yeah, I'm out on Kiz. No, he's got a good history here. He's I know, been playing but I don't, it doesn't. I don't think well recently. Yeah, I mean, you were you were right on kids at the open. I was I was completely out on kids at the open. You were right on. He made the cut on the number, and then he went bananas on the weekend. I think. Um, so he's feeling he's feeling something right now. I, I just don't love the. I, I think it's I don't love the number with kids. I, I think like there there are other players right there that I think have been playing consistently a little bit better. Um, and maybe, and even guys longer. I mean, I think Stallings, Stallings feels to me like a better play than Kisner right now, especially at 60 to one, considering his top five, you know, top 10 performances lately and how hot he's been. Stallings also played really good here. Um, so I don't know. I just, I think it was more the number for me than Kiz. I kind of, I mean, I get why you would like him. I just think it's the number. Uh, what do you think about Hubbard? Do you think Hubbard can win in this field? I don't, that's what I'm struggling with. Like See, I, I don't know if he can win. He's been playing extremely well. Did we ever figure out why he withdrew last week, or was it just like he he's was fine? Just, we we figure out he's fine. He's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard. Yeah, I was. I don't know why he withdrew, but we just know he's good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, I don't. I don't mind Hubbard. I just don't know if he can win, man. I feel like Hubbard would be a better like top 20 play i know it's probably yeah. gonna i don't know i haven't looked at his odds at top 20 maybe plus 200 something like that i, I would maybe look at that but i don't know if i can take him to win i still know yeah that's that's where i get hung that's where i get hung up <clears throat> um all right that's probably it for this range let's move on let's get to the long let's we're starting to get into the long shot territory here um here we go here we go boom Patrick Rogers, Nick Hardy, CT Pans up in here. Grayson Sig playing well right now. Smotherman, top 30 machine. Austin Smotherman with Austin with uh, uh, Austin Goggart on the bag. Wyndham Clark, Doug Gim. Got her up. Finally falls to where he should be. Uh, Joel Damon making an appearance after his vacation to Italy. Vincent Whaley's in here. He's been playing good. James Hahn played good last week. Gligic, you were all over the Gligic play last week. Top 20 for him. Very nice. Callum Taron, my guy, could have had, he had a chance. Had a chance. Yeah. And he blew it. Uh, and then Harris English. All right. Uh, this range, my favorite I mean, play. Go ahead. He just blew past a guy at the very end that has the biggest differential I've seen. Oh, who's that? In betting this week. Harris English. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's okay. He's, he's, I don't know that he's still like 100%. It doesn't feel like it. But we talked about him a few weeks ago. We were like, we we're shocked at how well he played out yeah. of the gate coming off of injury. It was the, I think, it, I think, well, I mean, the U.S. Open, he made the cut. Or wait, wait a minute, let's see. Memorial, he missed the cut. 
That was his first event back. U.S. Open, he made the cut, finished 61st. And then the Travelers, obviously he did it. He did a lot of it with the putter. Um, like when, when Harris was doing really good, though, those irons were clicking because his putter stays really hot. But like since yeah. he's been back, since he's been back, even the made cuts and stuff, and even the Travelers, none of it had anything to do with his irons or ball striking. So that still kind of concerns me a little bit for him. It's just interesting to see him at 130 to one on DK and then 60 to one on FanDuel, um, and 80 to one. Yeah, that's points bet. So yeah. I mean, there's some there's some big differences here with the bookmakers on on this guy. Um, so I don't know. Maybe get maybe just fire on that just for pure value purposes. But anyway, go ahead. Man, I have a favorite here, and I freaking hate myself for this. I already hate myself. I should, I should, I just hate it. But I love, like, this, this distance plus, like, really good putting stuff this week, and that's what you get with this guy. And the irons have been pretty solid lately. You know who I'm talking about? And it's just one of those that just feels yucky, but I can't, I can't help myself. One of these days, this guy is going to win on the PGA Tour. One of these days. Are you talking about like Patrick Rogers or somebody? I'm talking about Patrick Rogers. Oh, dude, come on. I, I, I can't, dude. I tried not to today, and I can't. His putting, his putting is so good, and it's gotten better recently. His irons, quite consistent. He's only had like one, like real, the John Deere, he really lit it up with the irons. That was like a peak week, but he's been consistent. The driver, he, he hits it plenty far. It's just about accuracy, but you can kind of spray it here. You can kind of spray it here, more so than you could last week. I think, God dang it, dude. I, Patrick Rogers at 80-1 to 1 is, is, a, is an automatic click for me. It is, it is a juicy number. And you know what? It's hard to see the books agree on a guy across the board, and every single one I'm looking at has, has him at 80-1. to 1. Every single one. I don't like, know what that means. I don't think I talked about him this morning on the first look show. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I talked about him on the first look show. But since the first look show, he has been one that I've really, really, really wanted a piece of at 80 to 1. So he's my favorite here. I kind of like, I mean, what do we get? Let's talk about Chris Goddard. He's now at 100 to 1. The best, mm-hmm. college, the best college player Um now appropriately priced in the betting market. He does hit it a long way. He has shown that he can, he can putt it. I mean, he's had like peak, he's had, what is he? I think a couple of weeks he played, or he, he popped really good on the putter, and then a couple of weeks it just kind of sucked. Uh, yeah, Barbasol, he gained 2.7, but he missed a cut. That was only two rounds. Travelers, he gained three. Um, I'm not sure what he gained at the U.S. Open. I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, he can have peak weeks with the putter. I think 100 to 1 is fair. If you want to jump on Chris Goddard at 100 to 1, I think it's fair. I think it's a good number. Finally, because it hasn't been a good number unless you got him like early on. But on DK, it's a good number. I'm so done with Goddard. I don't think, I mean, I get like the early love has been irritating and, and we've, you know, we've kept it at, at, at arm's length. Uh, he was a chalk bomb last week, finished like 47th in DraftKings scoring last week, so it was a good chalk bomb call. But I, I do think this kid is going to be something. Like, it's not that he's not. Yeah, it's, no, it's he's. Not, it's not that he's, he's, you know. No, he's got a game. Yeah. 
And we saw, I just don't, I'm not thinking of him like I am, like when we saw, you know, Morikawa come out. And, but why not? Like, he's the Haskins Award winner. He's played played on an incredible team in Oklahoma. Like, why, why are we not talking about him like that? And I'm asking myself the same question, because, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel the hype for him either when he came out, but he's... I don't think he... I don't know what I missed, but I, I haven't seen him playing many tour events even when he was an amateur. I mean, Morikawa and Wolf and some of those other guys, they played, they played events as an amateur. They played in U.S. Opens before they even came out. Yeah, I guess he never qualified for, for U.S. So Opens. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why. You, you, you haven't really heard of him. I'm not saying I, I didn't hear of him before he really came out, but I think guys like Morikawa and Wolf and even like Bryson, you know, those guys, they, they played in some tour events and got some experience. Goddard just kind of popped up on the scene. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I missed them somewhere. I, I don't know. I mean, but, you've, not, you've not missed out so far, obviously. But I'm just I, telling you what, what my thought is as to why people may not think of them the same way as they, they did Morikawa and some of those others. Um, but anyway, you know, in this range, though, I mean, I mentioned English, I think just because of the value that I see versus some other numbers for him. Then Doug Gim, who's right there at 100 to 1. Doug Gim has got, you know, two straight top 20 finishes. I, I think this is, you know, another another course that he, he could play well on. Um, he seems to just play well in kind of weaker field events anyway. Um, so I think Doug Gim at 100 to 1 is, is another pretty good number here. Um, I like Mackenzie Hughes, who's at 90, 90 to one. He does sure. not. His now his cut. He's he's missed his last two cuts, but that's the Scottish Open and the Open Championship. But he had a top twenty five at the Travelers. Um, you look at his, his his history here is is not all that bad at all. With the top fifteen last year, T twenty one in twenty nineteen. So Mackenzie Hughes, I think, is an interesting play there at ninety to one. And uh, yeah. there you go. I, I can I can never pull the trigger on McKenzie. I know you hate McKenzie Hughes. I get it. It's just a I guy it. I can never do. I can never play him. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, I think uh, I think Grayson Sig at one twenty to one on FanDuel. I mean, if, are are you paying attention? Is everybody paying attention to what Grayson Sig's kind of done here lately? Like, it looks like he's finally like doing a little something. The guy has, you know, he comes out of the Corn Ferry Tour rookie, you know, Corn Ferry Tour Order of Merit. You know, should should be this massive rookie sensation. And could barely like couldn't crack top like couldn't better a top twenty five until three weeks ago, and then he finished sixteenth at the Deer and seventh last week at the three M. Uh, the the iron play has finally been really really strong the last three weeks. I mean, in the last three weeks, he's gained like fourteen thirteen to fourteen strokes uh, with his irons. Uh, and Grayson Sig like. Like I said, you don't finish number one on the on the order of merit in the Corn Ferry Tour and, and you know suck at everything or suck at a couple of things. Like he did everything really well on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was a good total driver of the ball. He was fifteenth in greens and regulation on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Excellent around the greens and out of the sand. Top twenty five putting average on the Corn Ferry Tour. Like I think we're I think Sig's kind of finally turned a corner. Maybe it's the FedEx Cup standings that that. Maybe lit him, you know, lit him up a little bit. I think that's, I think that's something that we we haven't talked about this week. We talked about last week. These guys are watching their numbers, their FedEx Cup numbers, the ones on the fringe, on the bubble. Ricky Fowler's another one that somebody just mentioned in the chat. Lunkers is loving, but Sig's one of those guys, and he's kind of turned it up recently. And the guy's a winner. 
He's been a winner at every level. And at 120 to 1 on FanDuel, seeing the trend, I like it. I, I, I like, I'm ready to jump on SIG here. I, I've really primarily been betting in top 20s all year, and it's sucked. He's, he's not paid off any of those. Uh, of course, I got to go back to my boy Callum Tarrant at 130 to 1. Like, why would you not? Everybody making fun of me loving Callum Tarrant all, you know, for the last eight weeks. But, I mean, you know, sixth at the Deer, seventh at the, at the 3M, and he's been, he's been, he's had a chance on Sunday. He hasn't been like, leading yet but he's been close to leading or you know chasing down a leader and felt a little bit of that heat lately another one on the outside of the 125 looking in as of last week I don't know where he stands now but Taryn is another one at 130 to 1 I think is really solid value um I think Michael Gligic the guy you talked about yes every year we see this we see these like FedEx bubble boys we see some rise and some crack under the pressure right and Gligic's another one, dude. And he, he played really well last week, and he hits it long and puts it well. He's another one with, like, all the right skill set at 130 to 1. So I think there's a, some nice bombs here that, uh, that we could hit. I mean, freaking Nate Lashley is, was 250 to 1 when he won this thing. Cam Davis was 160 to 1. Um, yeah, Producer Sam, thank you. Taryn currently sits at number 126 on the, in the FedEx Cup. So he's a bubble boy. He needs another great week. These guys are going to be fighting this week and next week to get in that top 125. And not all players are going to rise to that pressure, but some will. And I think we're seeing Sig. I think we're seeing Taron. I think we're seeing Gligic get it done. And they got to be getting, picking up confidence along the way with these good finishes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Any other picks in that range? No, that's all I got in that range. All right, we got, we got to help make your body right because a lot of times y'all's bodies get wrong. And so we're trying to help you out with some coffee, but we're also trying to help you out to be more athletic. You know, even if you're not athletic, we're going to try to make you athletic. That's with Athletic Greens. They contain just one gram of sugar. It's easy. It's, it's no nasty chemicals, no artificial stuff. They'll help you sleep better, recover faster, cost you less than $3 a day. And they've got over 7,000 five-star reviews trusted by leading health experts like Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. It's a, it's a great little thing. You can start every morning to help your body do some stuff. They're also a good company. Donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020 during the COVID crisis. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And it's just one scoop of one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tourjunkies to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get to it. Final range, bombs. And then we're going to get to some top 20s. What we got, what we, we'll be talking about, Pat, over one, what are we talking, over 130? Yeah, over 130. Um, couple guys in here I think you could look at. One just coming off of a win, Trey Mullinax is I wrote him down. I think he's, he's confident. Yeah. Yeah, he's very confident right now. 150 to one on Bet MGM. I think he's he's somebody that you could look at this week. Um made the open cut. We finished twenty first at the open, dude. Yeah. Jeez. I mean he's he has been playing solid ever ever since he had that kind of freak accident that uh took him out for a little bit. Um I say freak accident. What, he got hit with a golf ball or something? Yeah, yeah, he got hit with a golf ball. And he was, I mean, dude's been on tour. He was on the PGA Tour when we started this in 2015. Yeah. So he's, he's not, like, he's not a rookie. You remember when we were at um, 
the players championship. We stayed next year, to him. Yeah, the year that COVID hit. Yep. And he was in the house next to us. Mm-hmm. And then all hell broke loose. Right after and, the Chain Smokers concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were there. Remember when? You know, a guy I keep wanting to like this is super long shot DB, but give it to me. We talk about scores. And this guy just seems to like be able to drop so many low rounds, but he can't do four in a row. Kevin Chappell, 301. You love Kevin Chappell right now. I love Kevin Chappell. One of these days he's going to come back. Probably he's not going to win, but I, I need to look at his top 20 number and, and see what that looks like. Um, let's see who else. I, I'll give you one more that I like in this range. Um, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not, no. I have a I have a name, but I'm going to wait until the DFS show to give this name because I I think it 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 only needs to be said for the DFS show. But I will say this guy who he has been playing well recently played well last week. Peter Malnati is it 180 to one? I hate Peter Malnati. I, think, I I don't care what you think about him. I have I have no I don't know care. why I hate him. I just do. He he irritates well, me because he's short and he wears funky looking hats. And, Maybe that's and, it. Maybe it's my subconscious. I, I think my you subconscious. Like short people. No, no, no. I don't mind short people. My wife's short. I don't mind short people. I just, I think it's the goofiness. Like, I just think subconsciously I eliminate goofy people. Yeah, he is a little, he is a little goofy. Um, and, I, and goofy. Not like goofy's the word. That is the perfect word for him. But he's been playing well. I mean, 64th at the Travelers, 30th at the John 64th at the Travelers. <laughs> T11 last week. He's been playing well. 64th at the Travelers. I'm going back. I'm just going back three events. Uh, to, to. I'm building you up, DB. Okay. 64th at the Travelers. Listen to the, listen to the, the whole conversation here. <laughs> T30th at the John Deere Classic. Listen to the... T11 last week at the 3M. Yeah. Cool. I'm out. Okay. Who else? You got anybody else? You saving no, a name? It. I'm. I'm now. I think I want to guess this name. Maybe I'll say it. I kind of feel like I might say it. Uh, a guy that just does a lot of stuff well across the board needs to put it all together. If he does put it all together, he knows how to win. He's won on the DP World Tour. He's won on the Asian Tour. He's won on the Corn Ferry Tour level. David Lipsky at 150 to one on DraftKings is one I'm coming back to. Kissler. <laughs> Josh Kistler, I finished 65th in the Travelers Pack. Good Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, D- David Lipsky has my eye at 150 to 1. I mean, Hank Lebiota at 150 to 1. I mean, I don't usually, I, I usually lean towards Hank because I like, it's, it's opposite of Malnati. Like, I like Hank Lebiota as a human. We've met him, we've talked to him. He's a good dude. So I tend to like want to gravitate to him. And then I talk myself out of him because he's not really. You know, he's not really doing it all that all that well. But last year, it was about this time last year, you know, and if you believe in like circadian rhythms, right? It was about this time last year he started popping. What? Circadian rhythm. Like your that your your your, oh, yeah. your yeah. body okay. does things in time, right? It like circulates, right? Well, if that's the case, like he he's a little he's like two weeks late. He's like he's he's two weeks late. And he needs to start hitting it. Because he had three top tens in a row, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere last year in June and July. Um, and he's starting to like hit the irons a little better right now. Um, he's got to work it out off the tee, but you know, he's not a long hitter. He's just got to come. I don't know. So uh, Leviota 150 to one is also interesting. 
And then finally, the one I think would be my guess of somebody you're about to say, and I never bet this guy, but I was just looking at it. And again, going back to the, the bomber and good putter narrative, if he has a decent week with his irons at 175 to one, a guy who's, you know, nearly won on the PGA Tour a handful of times, Bo Hostler. Was that your guy? Mm. Mm. You're not going to guess. It was Bo Hostler for me. 175 to one, just, you know, like I said, long hitter who gets, you know, really good putter. God, if, if Bo could just not shank his, let's look at his, like if he could just not suck with his irons. I hate proximity stats, but let's just pull up, like where is his worst proximity performance? Um, Fantasy National is pulling it up. Hopefully it's not in his wedges. Oh, God, no, it's just bad everywhere. Jeez. Um, his long irons are definitely worse, but his irons are terrible. How can he be like that? I don't understand that. Anyway, that's it for me. That's it for me in outright in outright land. You got anybody else? Uh, that's it in outright. Um, yeah, Nick A's got it. <laughs> Nick A bringing like realistic advice to our betting show. The bombs are great for top forty bets. You can get like plus two hundred to four hundred. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. D- you're probably not going to do very well betting Bo Hossler at one hundred seventy five to one outright, but it's a name worth looking at. And yes, I would consider him for top twenties and top forties. All right, let's talk about. Let's do this. We just gave some names. We're going to talk about our favorite outright bets and some top 20s we like presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. Check it out. Check out our exclusive article every Tuesday with head-to-head matchups and top 20 bets on Covers.com. All right, favorite outright bets of all the names we mentioned. I'm going to say Mav, Mav McNeely, 42-1 to 1 on FanDuel, best number you can find there. Scott Stallings. 60 to 1 on FanDuel. Stallings is, is due, buddy. I just feel it coming, man. I feel it for Scott Stallings. Uh, Troy Merritt at 66 to 1 on BetMGM. Patrick Rogers at 80 to 1 on DraftKings. Lord be with me with Patrick Rogers. I've written him off countless times in seven years of doing this. Uh, Grayson Sig at 120 to 1 on FanDuel. Those are, the, those are my favorite outright bets. All right. Well, mine, I'll start uh, very short with Willie Z. Will Zalatoris at 16 to 1. Uh, despite what you, you, you just didn't like it at all, I'm going to go with Willie Z at 16 to 1. I like him there. Um, then I'm going to go with Max Homa at 25 to 1. Like fan of Max Homa this week. Like Chris Kirk at 40 to 1. I'm a Agreement. huge fan there. And then I'll go a little longer for you. Doug Gim at 100 to 1 mm. will be uh, my last favorite outright. Um, okay, top 20s, top 20 bets that we like. Uh, I think Gligic and Taron, Callum Taron, Michael Gligic, Callum Taron at plus 400. Those are some juicy bombs. I think probably your best, I mean, if you just want to get like a balance of like guys with really, really high floors and good value in a top 20 at plus 350, listen to this trio. The college stud, Chris Goderup, Austin Smotherman, who's been very consistent, knocking on the door every week almost of these top 25s, top 20s, and Grayson Sig, all at plus 350. Patrick Rogers at plus 300. Scott Stallings at plus 240. Those are my top 20 bombs I love. All right, well, a few for me. Um, on the shorter end, I like, you know, I talked about this earlier. I like Mark Hubbard as a top 20 at plus 240. 
Uh, I think that's a good number. Obviously, been playing extremely well. I, I, I will bet that. And then I also like, um, you know, I, I don't think I can bet Ricky Fowler to win. I'm going to go. I'm mm, going to go. I to was our wondering if, when we we're going to get the Ricky. Yeah, I'm going to go to our listener who was talking about him, and uh, I don't think I can bet him to win. But top twenty, I like plus three fifty. Top twenty for Ricky Fowler right there with that Goddard group and, and whatever else you are looking at there. Um, you know, a guy that has not been playing well and has, has played some pretty bad rounds lately, but is a winner on tour and has a great course history here with two top 20 finishes in his three starts. Sepp Straka is at plus 400. I like that one. I like Trey Mullinax at plus 400 also. And then if I'm going out a little bit longer, is a little bit more of a, a, a bomb. I will give you one. Let me see who I like best, because there's a couple here that I like. Um, top 20 bomb. Uh, I'll go with Vaughn Taylor. Whoa! 11 to 1. Whoa! 11 to 1. That's a massive bomb. Nuclear yeah. bomb. All right, that's our favorite outright bets and top 20s presented to you by Covers. Winning starts at covers.com. All right, Pat, before we wrap it up, we were going to do prize picks, but they don't have any lines open. So why don't we just go to the chat real quick, answer a few questions in the chat. Yeah, let's we'll do that. Do it. All like right, it. I'm going yeah, to notice, scroll. I noticed we didn't have any lines up for the prize pick plays. I'm going to scroll back and kind of hit them hit, hit uh, from a while ago. But if you got a new one, throw it in there quickly, and, uh, and then we're out of here. Jason Graham says, DB, I know in the early show you said you were lukewarm on Scott. You are going to think about it. Thoughts? Yes, I have thought about Adam Scott a little bit, thinking uh, I'm starting to lean that direction. I don't know if I'm, if I'm fully committed to that. I think he's 40-1 to 1 on MGM is the best number for him. Um, I am more interested in Scott and potentially DFS, but, I mean, 40-1 to is not terrible. I, I, I'm warming up on him, yes. Um, Kissler. What? That's not a question. I didn't mean to click on that. Oh, Wes. Does Front Nine Coffee have pods? I'm out on pouring hot water. Yeah, I don't pour hot water either. We use, we use a Keurig as well. And they don't have pods, but you just take the bag and you buy one of those little, uh, those little filter. They're like K-cups, but they're a filter, and you just pour it in there. Actually, it makes better coffee because you, you get more of the grounds in the, in the cup, and then you get better coffee, stronger coffee. That's what I do. So just go to, go to Amazon, do that. Um, okay, you guys are putting your football picks in. Thank you, but make sure you do that in the comments after the show is over. Uh, da, 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 DB, uh, DB, this will be, yeah, this will be McNeely's sixth straight week plan. Obviously, he did play in the, uh, he played in the Barracuda, played pretty well. I'm not super concerned. He missed a cut on a couple of those. He had a weekend or two. He's a young kid. He'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not sweating it. I think he's just trying to ride the hot form. Oh, Fowler. We already talked about Fowler. We got Lunkers good to go. Um, what else do we see here? Uh, West trolling. Um, <laughs> West trolling some more. Oh no, this is a guy that I mentioned today. I, I talked about Kurt Kitayama in the uh, in the first look show. I, I kind of I'm not I'm not mad at Kurt Kitayama. He's a hundred to one. He's had some top five finishes, close calls. Almost won the Genesis mm-hmm. Scottish Open. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at the 100. The 100 to 1 value is pretty solid, I think. Uh, Darren, yes, DraftKings has Mark Hubbard marked as out from last week. That is, he is playing. We've already confirmed that this, uh, today. We talked to his, his caddy. Uh, 
Mother Hubbard. Sung Jay could have won. Okay. Josh Kissler staying out of Mr. Patrick Rogers' neighborhood. Um, freaking Mackenzie Hughes stuff. What else? Uh, okay, here you go. This is probably you, Pat. Danny Willett, currently 135 in the FedEx Cup standings, playing for his future this next two weeks. Seventh at 2M. <laughs> 3M last week. They should call it the 2M. 2M. Yes, what are your thoughts yeah, on I, Danny Willett? I, I like Danny Willett. I, I think he's – I liked him at the Open Championship. I, I, you know, he played well last week. I, I think he plays well again. This is a good course for, for him. So, um, I don't ever get on Danny Willett. That's another one I just never – it just never happens for me. All right, you did not comment on the Hank Leviota call, but Josh is right. You are the Hank whisperer. What do you say about uh, Hank Leviota this week? Um, I didn't want to answer this question. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it come across. <laughs> and I don't know where I am this week. I, I think you're probably going to have to get into the nut hut, DB, and, and uh, Kistler's already in the nut hut. He's very active. And um, I'm probably going to be able to tell you on Wednesday night where I think I am on Hank Lebiota. But right now, I'm sort of lukewarm. I don't know. I don't have a good feeling. But it might change. Marcus, might change. this is a guy that I've, I've been paying attention to. I mentioned him last week. I drafted him in my 6K DraftKings team, and I like this top 40 play. Sung Yil No is doing everything well except hitting his drives you know, in fair territory. He hits a lot of foul balls with the driver. This week, I think he can get away with it a little better than he could last week. I think a top 40 is a very, that plus 330 is an interesting number. I agree. Uh, this, uh, our buddy Elrod, will Cam Young win it? Well, Pat certainly likes the number at 18 to 1. Um, I don't think it's a terrible bet. I would rather have that than Willie Z. So, yeah. Um, I've seen him at 20 to 1, by the way. Ooh. Nick 8. We tend to go, I tend to go full round matchups. I think round to round, I mean, Golf is variable enough for 72 holes, and round by round just really feels like crap shooting. So I, I prefer to go full tournament matchups. When we write it up in covers, that's what we write up uh, as full tournament matchups. Wes, this, this, wrong show, dude. Wrong show. Meet us in 20 minutes, okay? God, what are we doing? Kistler wants to know about Tringali. I think I'm out on Tringali this week. I, I thought about it. I think I'm out. Pat? Hello? You're just reading the uh, chat and not paying attention to what I'm saying? I was saying. trying to figure out where you were talking about earlier on the chat with Wes. Anyway, Tringali, um, whatever. I'm so tired of talking about Tringali. Like, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. Oh, Lord. All right, I think that's enough. We've had enough. Thanks for watching the Rocket Mortgage Betting Show 2022. Let's bend over your bookie, people. Make them pay. Make them regret it. All right? See ya!